Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. A bit later on, we're going to break down some polling data on what Americans think of the term woke. Oh, it'll be fascinating. Also, we'll tell you all about what's going on in Florida. There was a blogger bill, but a lot of people were upset with this blogger bill. So the person that introduced it has pulled it, but we will discuss the ramifications going further uh, when it comes to our First Amendment rights being eroded. Mm. All right, but before we get to all of that, plus much more, let's discuss CPAC. Oh my God, what <laughs> happens when you throw a party and no one shows up? Oh no, isn't it sad? Oh. I almost feel like we need to go fund me for Matt Schlapp oh. and CPAC oh, yeah. because they're so sad. It's no un- one showed up to their bash. Boo! All that money would go to like lawsuits, though. We don't want to give them any money. No, we're also going to talk about the guy who accused Matt Schlapp of groping his crotch during the mm. Herschel Walker campaign as if that campaign couldn't suck anymore. Then he got Matt Schlapp trying to suck your cack. So <laughs> the guy finally came out and admitted who he is because, of course, Schlapp was like, he's just a no-name accuser. This entire thing is a fraud. But the man did come forward and say that he was the dude who was groped by Mr. Schlapp. And that man's name is Carlton Huffman. He's a 39-year-old man. He's a longtime aide to Republican campaigns. He lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, and he plans to amend his previously anonymous lawsuit, which seeks $9.4 million in damages for the alleged sexual battery and defamation. This is what Huffman said in an interview with Washington Post. He said, I'm not backing away. I'm not going to drop this. Matt Schlapp did what he did, and he needs to be held accountable. Schlapp, 55 years old, has denied Huffman's claims, saying that he would never grope a man's crotch, Mm. unless he was Donald Trump's. Mm, (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. Indeed. So, CPAC, not exactly what it has been in years past. However, they did get a big fish. Donald Trump spoke. So we have some sound from CPAC. Donald Trump's speech. Uh, Let's just listen to like 30, 40 seconds of it. And then we can break down the presentation and where he is trying to angle himself for the 2024 presidential campaign. Let's play it. 
Their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. Oh, we no. don't have free press. We don't have free anything. No free press. In 2016, <laughs> I declared, I am your voice. Oh. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Whoa! <laughs> He's going full Batman. <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are you? I'm vengeance. Whoa! <laughs> like so he's no longer just their voice. He's now their warrior. He's their justice. He's the person who will represent all that have been wrong and betrayed. Of course, this is also a man who's a known con man, and the idea that he is going to stand up for free mm. press is unbelievable that that's the angle he's taking. What do you think, Travis? Do you think CPAC, obviously Donald Trump won the straw poll, Ooh. along with Carrie Lake winning the straw poll for Ooh. who wants to be VP? Ooh, Fernando's prediction coming true. Call what, me now. Call me now. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Travis, uh, as far as this angle that Trump is going for? I mean, how far the mighty have fallen. Like you said, CPAC, it just doesn't have the same oomph that it used to. No, it to. doesn't. Everyone would be there. I remember 2016, all 17 presidential candidates showed up. I mean, this year, Ron DeSantis did not show up. Keep nope. in mind, he's he's the other side of, of this, of all the leading polls. It's him versus Trump. And I think he really made a smart move by not going, uh, not only because he kind of looks like an anti-Trumper, almost like a never-Trumper, even though he basically has Trump's message. Um, but also, he probably avoided getting booed by all the Trump supporters who did show up, which, by the way, was only about half the room. That's At what Donald best. Trump played for. At best. Man, Kimberly Guilfoyle, when they uh, when she was speaking <laughs> and they cut to the crowd, and it was like eight people, and they all had crusty cum on their pants. And then she was still presenting as if she was Minnie Adolf. She doesn't know how to speak to a crowd, so she just pretends like she's this grandiose speaker. But when all the seats are empty, man, it looks different than if there's a roaring crowd, doesn't it? it oh, man. You see, I, I had complained that we didn't get a lot of video, and now I'm really thankful that I was wrong. Because yeah. it's been, it's just been a treasure trove of of hilarity. There was that one guy that's that DJ that snuck in and started playing "fuck Donald Trump" in oh. the middle of a Trump like the Trump speech. So you know there was even trolls there. So DJ's revenge. <laughs> I was absolutely. Good. And our friends, the good liars, were standing outside warning everyone that there was a grown man wearing fake hair and makeup performing inside, <laughs> aka drag. Look out! There's drag at CPAC. Oh wait, it was Donald Trump. Indeed. And of course, the uh, anti-drag bills have been blowing up in a lot of the politicians' faces that have been pushing them forward. Of course, most of them have pictures of themselves mm. in drag. So mm. let's discuss a little bit when it comes to freedom of the press. This is an interesting area. And I think Ron DeSantis, we discussed this on the show that you weren't able to make it on last week, um, Travis, with Ron DeSantis, knowing CPAC is Trump country, mm -hmm. also knowing that CPAC is embroiled in a whole series of controversies and scandals and perhaps a politician like Ron DeSantis doesn't want to be seen around certain people and also knowing that he's going to lose the CPAC straw poll. So why bother showing up right, right. if you're not going to win? One of the things that Ron DeSantis was pushing forth and now has retracted his support of is a bill that was filed by this dude named Jason Broider. 
He is a Republican out of Lake Mary in Florida. He's a state senator. He introduced a bill that would require bloggers to register with state officials if they make any profit from their posts about elected officials in the state. At first, Ron DeSantis was all on board. Ron DeSantis Mm. was talking about claiming, taking the narrative back, and we're not going to allow the internet trolls Mm. to dictate how we govern. (laughs) Now, of course, this is a massive violation of our First Amendment rights. The bill has been retracted, as I said, because now Ron DeSantis and many people of his ilk have said, no, never mind. Let me backtrack a little bit. (laughs) I don't like that idea whatsoever. Because it gave someone like Donald Trump this very bizarre angle to say that he is the candidate of free press and peace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, and obviously, if you're listening to anything that Roger Stone says, which, uh, you know, you got to take with a grain of salt, maybe even yep. like a bushel of salt. But <laughs> when Roger Stone says something, Donald Trump says it about a week later. And keep right. in mind, Roger Stone's been pumping out there that Trump will be running as the peace candidate in 2024, he's even been criticizing Ron DeSantis's stance on Ukraine because Ron DeSantis will criticize Biden's support of Ukraine, but then he kind of stops there. He doesn't say, he doesn't answer the question, what would you do differently? Right. And so Roger mm. Stone and Donald Trump are now probably going to try to paint Ron DeSantis as the anti-press candidate, but also the pro-war candidate, which will not go well with Trump's base at all. Yeah, absolutely. So Right now, this bill that has been retracted, but again, this was just this these politicians that were flirting mm. with how far can we go to erode the First Amendment in this country? Right. They were just like looking at it, making the eye, seeing it across the bar. And as they got a little bit closer, they realized that that person isn't what they thought it was at all. And then they had to leave alone once again. Hot off the press from Maybelline, New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So this bill and people will continue to try to push bills like this in the future. So this is why this is important because this isn't the first time we're going to see it. What it would do was people who are bloggers that, again, blog about government officials, they would face fines ranging from $25 to $2,500 per post per day that registration is not completed. So the idea that they want individual bloggers to register with the state if they are talking about state officials is such a conflict of interest and so horrible. Uh, Right now, Ron DeSantis says uh, he doesn't control every single bill that has been filed or amended (laughs) and has said after Newt Gingrich came out and said that this is embarrassing and insane, has now said he also does not uh, approve 
of this bill. But without a hmm. doubt, if the uh, polling data and the narrative would have gone in his direction and people would have said, yes, I hate those pesky bloggers at Hofpol. Okay. If it would have worked out and it would have been politically advantageous, he'd be on board with this in a freaking heartbeat. He doesn't give a shit about the First Amendment. He just realized, again, as we just mentioned, that this gives Trump an angle mm. to somehow talk about how we need a free press. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he realized that uh, his own shit stank, basically. And keep in mind, I, I do wonder with Donald Trump if he would be against something like that because most of the positive press about Trump happens from bloggers. It happens True. from conservative blogs oh, okay. and little fake news sites, you know, like one person who started their own website. I mean, that's, a, again, another Roger Stone special. Roger loves getting little anonymous news websites to start posting right. uh, trash about any Trump opponent. So, um, you know, yeah, Trump, that's a, one of the best weapons in his arsenal is bloggers. Mm. And that, of course, is a technique. It's 101. It's circular uh, logic, right? So mm. you have like you set up something on what? Daily Wire. And then the Daily Wire says, cites Breitbart. And then Breitbart cites, cites InfoWars. Yeah. And you have right. a triangle of stupidity. Yep. But all of them <laughs> technically have sources. But yeah. they're all themselves. And it makes everyone dumber because of it. So that's what I was trying to understand. Like the angle of why blogs. And I was like, why not podcast? Why not, you know, well, what's next? Well, okay. podcast would be next. Yes, that's what that's mm, what I assume. Mm. Unless he doesn't understand that that's how podcasts work. And he's such a zoomer that he's like, it's the blog. It's the blog. It's the Tumblr destroying America. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, MySpace caused me a lot of problems. I had eight friends and I was constantly rearranging them from number one to number eight based on how nice they were to me that week. It caused a lot of kerfluffle. This is I'll what tell you, I'll tell you who my best friend was on MySpace. That guy, Tom, he never did anything. He just winked at you. From well, the Tom's, that was it. Tom, Tom did it right. He sold that company for a couple of billion. I haven't heard from him since he's the only tech guy that I've ever enjoyed. You know, you've done something wrong when Newt Gingrich right. says that it's wrong. Like yeah. when Newt Gingrich says that's going too far to erode our civil liberties. A man so named Newt. Newt a man named Newt, who I've met many times. I've met him and his wife, Callista. Oh. And Callista hates children. And oh. one of the funniest things is she wrote a children's book to make her look like a human being when Newt Gingrich was running for president, kind of. Um, every time I see Newt Gingrich, I just think, that's all the folks, because he's such a little pig. And his butt's so funny. If you see Newt in real life, bro, you're just like, he is just such a little <laughs> elephant fucked a pig and became a politician so this is what he said he said the idea that bloggers criticizing a politician should register with the government is insane and in a strange world i'm agreeing with newt Whoa. he says it's an embarrassment that this is a republican state legislator in florida who introduced a bill to that effect he should withdraw it immediately so at least there was some kind of sense of freedom of speech freedom of press within the establishment wing of the republican party but let's not forget newt gingrich came to power in 1996 with the limbaugh congress right. and all he did was erode 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 our civil liberties at every single possible turn and then mostly focused on uh, Bill Clinton's jits. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. So please, Newt Gingrich is no fighter uh, for the uh, working person or for the rights of us. But that just goes to show you how crazy this freaking bill is. Mm. But then we also live in a world where the man wrote it, his staffer submitted it, 
The guy was like, what a winner this is. Mm. That is a very dangerous thing to have start happening where these politicians are just flirting with completely getting rid of 1A. Absolutely. I mean, and like you said, they've been flirting with this stuff for a while, right? Ron DeSantis' administration, they keep going a little bit further. We're going to rein in uh, the big corporations who aren't paying their fair share of taxes. Now, uh, Now they're going after teachers. They're going after classrooms. Uh, you know, they're just basically testing their big government overalls and seeing when they get too big. And when they get too big, then they got to switch back to the smaller pair. And I think to your point, Ben, this is one of those instances where I was just like, OK, we went too far. Let's rein it in and never talk about it again. Absolutely. So critics say the bill is just another part of Florida's ongoing fight with the First Amendment. In a statement on SB 1316, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, also known as FIRE. Mm. They actually got an acronym that sort of works. I like it. Yes, FIRE. Uh, They have said that this is obviously an affront to our First Amendment and the national commitment to the freedom of press. FIRE says the First Amendment protects not only a free press, but the right to speak anonymously. In this case, I'm really emphasizing the word free because they're discussing if you make money off of covering politicians, we're going to want to hubba 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 a little bit of kickback on that, Mm. which is another example of how greedy these fucking pieces of shit are. So the First Amendment protects not only a free press, but the right to speak anonymously, a cherished tradition from America's earliest days when anonymous pamphleteers played a crucial role in founding of our constitutional republic. Mm -hmm. Today, they go on to say, today our nation's protection of anonymous speech is the hope of dissidents worldwide. Yet SB 1316 would compel Americans who exercise their right to criticize a state's highest official to reveal themselves to the very government that they criticize, which obviously would have a silencing effect on speech Mm -hmm. in this country. I'm looking at it from another angle. What if Ron just didn't want to pay for talking bad about Biden? Maybe. You know, I mean, this hurts everybody. Yeah, exactly. So I think he he went with it and then realized it's like, oh, I'm going to have to pay too for all the dumb shit I say on blogs or, you know, yeah. Because Travis makes a solid point as far as um, ingenuity and as far as using the internet for their own political gain in many ways the right has done it better mm-hmm. with their blogs mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. you know the, the uh, 4chan platforms it's really become a massive breeding ground for fringe conservative thought becoming mainstream exactly so yeah the the idea that this republican was like the blogs are the thing that's hurting the republican party i don't <laughs> even think he understands it how much the <laughs> blogs help the republican party yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the only people who showed up to CPAC this weekend were the bloggers who had something to, <laughs> they need something to write about and get pictures and go, you know, uh, cheer for uh, Guilfoyle to yell. What does she always yell at her speeches? The best is yet to come. That's what it is. <laughs> she it's always like, yells, the best is yet to come. So the anonymous thing <laughs> stood out to me about the anonymous bloggers, but also why the Matt Schlapp uh, accuser eventually came out was right. because the the case was going to be dropped if he remained anonymous, correct? I think that it was just going to, was it going to be dropped? 
It's something along the lines of basically, I think Schlapp and Mercedes Schlapp, uh, oh, Matt, yes. Matt and Mercedes Schlapp again. I just still can't believe her name is Mercedes, but nonetheless, because they are both named in the lawsuit, I think it was actually um, their attorneys kind of squeezing. They wanted this guy to not be anonymous for the lawsuit to go forward. And so that is basically what he had to do. And now, you know, honestly, after seeing how CPAC was a nothing burger, in terms of how many politicians showed up and the actual influence it has, maybe that's what compelled this guy to say, you know what? Yeah, this match lab doesn't have the power he used to. I don't need to be anonymous. I'm going to show myself because Schlapp is wrong and he's going down and not in the fun way. Absolutely. (laughs) Hot off the press from Maybelline, New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. All right. I want to talk about this new poll coming out when it comes to the term woke. This was a USA Today Ipsos poll. And... When it comes to the term woke, that's been used, obviously, by Ron DeSantis. This is why he took away Disney uh, Disney mm-hmm. World's sovereign citizenship, because they went too woke <laughs> and they didn't approve of his uh, anti-gay uh, education policies. And the term woke has been used now for a long time to demonize the left or, again, large corporations who don't make their M&M sexy enough. I don't even (laughs) fucking know this term has been so weirdly used Mm -hmm, and politicized. mm -hmm. But interestingly enough, in this poll, when it comes to the term woke, most people understand it to mean, quote, to be informed, educated on, and aware of social injustices. The poll found that 56% agreed more with a positive definition of the term woke, while 39% had a negative association with the term, and they understood it to be, uh, to mean to be overly politically correct and uh, to police others' words. Mm. So I am actually a little bit surprised by this polling data because the term woke, again, it started off as uh, something the left would say, like, be woke, like, understand criminal justice reform, understand why our systems need to be reformed, understand how the working class are getting totally fucked over, and then it sort of transformed because of the, you know, talking Tucker Carlson's Ben Shapiro's of the world mm-hmm. into this disgusting thing where it means that you want to have sex with a child. <laughs> so I think it's interesting that the American people aren't necessarily buying that. Mm. The latter. I, I, right, I right. for some reason, I've just heard the term in a negative context now for what, three or four years. Then I'm a little bit surprised with the polling data that 56% of Americans say that it's a good thing to be educated on some of the uh, more unsavory realities of our country. 
I I'm I'm on the opposite spectrum, Ben. I kind of uh I kind of I've always thought woke was was a positive term, and I've thought woke is more and more positive in the past three four years because of how Ron DeSantis and the right have been using it. Mm-hmm. They've been using it as a negative term, and I'm like, it's not a negative term. Sure. And when you call me woke, you're calling me empathetic. You're calling me aware of social injustices, and I like that. I do like being quote unquote woke. Well, that's mm. another interesting thing from this poll. So Americans in the poll are divided on whether they consider the term woke an insult mm, or right, a compliment. Right, right. So, Travis, in you're in Ohio right now. What do you think from just the middle of the country's perspective? Uh, if you're if you go out and you're at a bar and someone's like, ah, you're woke, <laughs> I would take it as an insult. It, I guess it depends who the messenger is, right? That, that's also true. Yeah, very much. I mean, you and I, and I mean, we're all familiar with the term woke because we watch all this Fox News. You know, we check in. We want to see what the other sides, all sides are saying. And they constantly use woke as a as a demonizing term, uh, the anti-woke agenda, basically, to the left's right. woke agenda. But I think kind of like CPAC this weekend, the, the woke agenda, no one's concerned about it. It's a nothing burger. It's, it, it exists in a silo. I think the conservative media talking point silo and all these politicians going out there and talking about taking on the woke left, I don't think it works. I think it's like Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, yeah. even here in Ohio, which is dominated by Republicans, obviously, the only people who are using the word woke are Republican politicians in terms of trying to propose legislation that they think will take on the woke agenda. I don't think most average Americans, the people with their day to day, everyday lives, working people, I don't think they know what woke is. And I don't think they care because they're constantly having to wake up, get woke for work. Exactly. (laughs) Let's actually play a clip from a politician, Fernando. We have that clip of, I believe it's out of South Carolina. This is regarding the death penalty and this politician discussing what he wants to add to the death penalty. This is a representative Cheryl. Uh, This comes from attorney Ben Crump's uh, Instagram. If you don't follow Ben Crump, I highly recommend it. It is a lot, um, but it's (laughs) important. This is actually out of Tennessee. So when people hear anti-woke, It's also on the backdrop of people like this man, Representative Paul Sherrill, um, just saying these sentences under oath out loud in front of people. This is a conversation regarding the death penalty. And yes, this meeting happened in 2023. Let's just play this really short audio. But ideal. And I was just wondering about uh, could I put amendment on that? It would include hanging by a tree also. And uh, and also, uh, I would like to sign on to your bill, sir. Thank you. So that is discussing different ways to murder people, uh, hmm. citizens, uh, regardless, of course, if they've committed a crime or not. I'm against state sanctioned mm-hmm. murder in any way. 2023, this piece of shit is discussing. Why don't we also add hanging to the possibility when it comes to the House Criminal Justice Committee? And uh, this was a criminal justice uh, committee meeting. And why don't we just add hanging as a possibility for a punishment Good for grief. the death penalty? So I think on the backdrop of batshit insanity like that, mm. perhaps the term woke is getting a little bit more of a good image. Maybe it's on an upswing because you see what anti-woke ideas are, which is to bring back lynching. So according <laughs> to this, um, 40% of people in this poll said that being called woke would be considered an insult. Well, 32% 
would call it a compliment. Mm. Uh, 56% of Republicans said wokeness meant being overly politically correct, while 78% of Democrats understood the term as being informed, again, on social justice. So it's interesting. It's four letters. It's a word. It's woke. And within that word, we have entire two entirely different interpretations right. of what it means. Is it an insult? Is it a compliment? And I suppose in some ways, isn't that a micro example of just the binary strange duality that we live in right now politically? Because people are living in two different realities, mm-hmm. but the term is just woke. The, the, okay, the, it's a neutral term. I agree. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I I don't know. The terms have definitely changed. Do you remember in the '90s? Maybe maybe you remember the '90s. I kind of do. I they love used to the say, '90s. America needs to wake up. Do well, yeah, that? but that's been said they, forever. So I mean, so we did. We woke up. We're woke now. So it's bad. <laughs> yeah, but that was more like wake up and put people in prison. Yeah, that, exactly. So the right, it used to be a very right statement. It used to be the anti-Clintons. It used to be the pro-Bush going, wake, wake up. up. America needs to wake up. So now that we did wake up, we're woke. You don't like it. Okay. Got well, it. DeSantis, this is what he had to say regarding the term woke. He says, we fight the woke in the legislator. We fight the woke in the schools. What is that called? How are they using the term woke there? Like That's, a verb, or, you're you're smart with uh, with English with the English language. <laughs> they use it as an adverb or something. Uh, oh, the yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a adjective. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. using it as an adjective, right? I went to uh, journalism school. I got, yeah, you can do that stuff. I was never good with that stuff. So we fight the woke in the legislator. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. You know those corporations are so woke. <laughs> so we woke. will. He goes on. We will never surrender. We will never ever surrender. To the woke mob. Hmm. So, uh, again, again, it's just fascinating how this term and it's a Warshak test, I suppose, yes. for your political yes. beliefs. Right. Because, right. again, I hear the term. I'm like, yeah, we're locking up way too many people, man. Uh, the, the, the system needs to be changed. And then other people say you're a total fucking pussy because <laughs> I don't know. You care about the rights of other people based Good or bad? Oh, that's going to be a new political term here coming up too. I don't even know what that means. I know. I mean, I I know. I know. I am based technically by by the context clues, but I don't know what that means. I'm not sure what that means either. I see Gen Zers using it all the time, and I'm just like, "Whoa, you're that. That was so based. You're so woke." And then they just Mm. stop talking to me. (laughs) Well, on the next episode, I uh, hopefully we can get together and not be uh, in favor of the uh, Los Angeles Police Department. Getting uh, funding for robot crime fighting dogs. Uh, We're gonna get them from so Boston woke. Dynamics. So but yeah, woke. <laughs> that is. Is that woke? I All don't right. know. Well, just lastly, speaking of the economy, let's talk a little bit about artificial intelligence and how this is gonna play out um in this election cycle. Now, mm. obviously, with the chat bots and the GP, it was a jet chat GP. GP, uh, API, G- I don't know, whatever. It's chat something. It's an evil robot. Yes. Uh, it could put a bunch of people out of work. Now, this is they're saying this is the new industrial revolution. And obviously, people uh, back in, what, like 1900, the majority of people were farmers. Now, like 3% of people are farmers. People have found a way to make a living. So I don't think right. it's like, necess- it's not all doom and gloom, but it is certainly a moment of transition. And especially given the uh, legislation that was put forward by the Republican uh, in the uh, in Florida when it comes to blogging and things of that nature, bloggers might be a thing 
of the past altogether. Oh, so, so that's why Ron DeSantis uh, stopped pushing that bill because bloggers won't even be a thing soon. <laughs> it'll all just be government uh, algorithms and AI in there writing positive blogs about the people in charge, and you won't be able to delineate what's true and what's not. So the coming artificial uh, intelligence economic revolution, a lot of people say it's going to be a major shock to the world. Uh, this is going to be a serious possibility within this next decade. People are saying, again, it'll be akin to the industrial revolution and the advent of the internet combined. So writers, human resource officers, lawyers, artists, and even coders increasingly will be replaced by AI. They are referred to as the laptop class, which I hadn't heard that term before. Maybe I'm just way behind on it. But the laptop class, I think a group of people who really thought that they weren't going to be affected by automation. You know, mm -hmm. this goes all the way back to, what, 70, 50, 60 years ago when, uh, you know, autom um, automobile plants began to fire people in droves. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, when we had robots replacing blue-collar jobs, now they're going after, or now AI is going after, uh, the white-collar jobs in the laptop mm. class. Uh, now, unfortunately for us, well, I guess I'm not that young anymore, but young people often hold these jobs, right, bloggers, right. coders, things like that. Mm. And so artificial intelligence is advancing extremely fast. It can mimic human conversations. It can copy our voice. It can write research papers. And obviously, if you've been on Instagram or social media at all, you know, it can also draw really well. Mm. <laughs> The AI generated uh, AI is also generating video games, music, art, and movies. So it's going after the laptop class and the artistic class. And then you have politicians going after bloggers. Mm -hmm. This is a massive squeeze on a huge subset of our economy, which is people that make, you know, their money off of their opinion and their art and their writing. Right. So it's interesting now. What happened in a tangible sense, mm -hmm. you know, with the you know, automation of our factories, it's now coming in more of a cerebral way and right. attacking people who I think thought their jobs were safe. Absolutely. I mean, I talked with this with Henry, too. He's like, podcasters are safe. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know. I could what we could write a speech and then it could imitate your voice. It's just if you put all of the things I've ever said into a little machine there, yeah. it'll just come back as me like a monkey at a typewriter. Right. It'll eventually write Shakespeare. Right. I hope not. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe Shakespeare That's... in love. And it's just that scene when Gwyneth Paltrow shows her boobies. Whoa. <laughs> now, see, that's that's some AI. Mm, hello. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, again, my thoughts on this is I'm all I'm very pro AI and I'm pro automation as an industrial engineer. That's what I got my degree in is an automation and improvement of processes. Mm. My issue is that there uh, something we talked about a few episodes ago. No framework. There's yeah. no framework for the people that lose their jobs. It would be so great if robots took all our jobs, if we had free places to live and free food and free health care, because it wouldn't be as much of an issue. We could dedicate ourselves to the things we love. But when you take away my like job, jerking off in public, whatever. I mean, if that's <laughs> sure. what you want to do, Ben, you know, not me, but if that's what you want to do. Sure. But again, <laughs> it when you take away my livelihood, but you don't replace it with something, right. what, what is left? What is left for these thousands of people? And that's where the conversation of a UBI continues mm. uh, to rear its head. So chat GPT, it, uh, it does help coders right now through basic code. Um, the chat service can also replace many of the um, intellect it takes to build websites, 
It has already passed an MBA exam and it's already passed law exams. I love that. So, I love that it's doing menial stuff like building websites. What I don't want yeah. it to do is taking taking an artist's job. Art is for should be for artists. I don't need mm-hmm. it. I I would love if it's handling paperwork, like if it's helping me fill out my welfare paperwork or helping me fill out my my uh, California healthcare aid paperwork. But I don't want uh, it. I don't know drawing if they're Instagram gonna. Pictures. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna have it do that. Exactly. Uh, apparently, graphic artists are really gonna be on the front lines of this as mm. well. So it's just another er- erosion of the middle class mm-hmm. and people, uh, you know, just trying to make a living. What do you think, Travis? How much is this gonna play? Going forward in 2024 and legislation, something's going to have to be discussed when it comes to uh, how how much power AI is going to have. Well, I remember, like you were saying about the the automated robots that started taking over people's jobs in the factories. You know, originally that was presented as a good thing, right? The corporations will start saving money. The jobs will be easier for the employees. But now we know that they just kind of lost their jobs and had to go do something else. But even then, automation was kind of... Uh, given, you know, in sci-fi novels, even it's like, oh, you'll have robots and all these things that can do all this for you. So humans can just explore space and and live up to their their fullest potential without having to do the laundry or make their own coffee every day. Now, AI seems to be what uh, automated robots did in the factories. AI seems to be doing with our brains. And so now mm, it's taking yeah. our brains is mimicking our brains. And that is a little more nerve wracking for for me, because I mean, all of us, we we live off of our brains, our eyes, we, we read, we think, and then we talk. And then right. so if all three of those things can be replicated now, then, yeah, I think that's that's kind of a warning sign. There is no you in AI. And it's all coming once it comes for you. Uh, I think people really do start to take it more seriously. What's so interesting about this is it's almost the reverse of what the Industrial Revolution was, right? Because this is uh, AI is going to be replacing knowledge economy jobs. That's what mm-hmm. knowledge economy jobs. Now, however, um, they point out that AI can't build a house, fix plumbing issues, give you a haircut, install lights in a public place. So it's almost uh, for blue collar workers, they're in this way, right. they're actually not going to be as affected as they were with automation in our factories. And again, this is going to be going after, quote, knowledge based jobs or the knowledge economy. And of course, just because you blog or talk for a living doesn't mean you're spreading any knowledge. Uh, trust me, I know. But it's just an interesting thing where uh, now the uh, new industrial re- revolution is much more cerebral. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have politicians, uh, again, on the other end, trying to uh, fine people for not registering as bloggers. Right. It's just a nasty squeeze out of our First Amendment as a whole. Do we have a First Amendment? If all of our blogs are written by by the machines. Mm. You have oh, to feed, right. and then you also have to argue with an AI bot who is going to be like really smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's passing law exams, I am I I do not want to hang out with that AI. He will be insufferable. I'm not. If he starts buying me some beers at the bar, maybe I'll talk to him. Yeah, but, maybe. You know, good grief! Get these, look at these chat bots drunk. It's just what makes it dystopian is we don't get the utopian aspect of it. You know, right, I would right, love right. I would love to not, you know, I did call center work for a long time. It sure. was brain numbingly boring work. Right. I would love for a robot to be able to do all those jobs, but then there's a lot of those are those are people's jobs. What right. are they going to do? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the way it was pitched in the sci-fi novels and even the cartoons like the Jetsons is just that 
yeah, the robots will start doing your work. They'll be smart and we can all explore space and live up to our finest potential. We could all do art. But now AI is going to be doing that, basically. Yeah, I want a Rosie the Robot, not a four-legged automated gun thing. I got to say, when I go down down to do serious radio on Mondays and Tuesdays, um, (laughs) there's a little uh, Uber robot named Franklin. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Franklin's cute, man. I got to say, I like Franklin. He's like kind of like a Wally. <laughs> Wally. And he's a cute robot. And I think he's a good one. And he got stuck in traffic. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he got oh stuck. my gosh. He, went, he tried to cross the street and then the cars kept on going. And then Franklin was like, <laughs> and he didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, Franklin. Oh, so, Franklin's so cute. We kind of help Franklin. Well, this, yeah. also, this also reminds me of uh, did you guys ever see the movie She? It was a Spike Jones movie. It starred Joaquin Phoenix and yes. basically Joaquin Phoenix's characters in love with a robot and it talks mm-hmm. to him. It, the, it's voiced by Scarlett Johansson. She's oh. got a really great voice. Yeah, it's a really great voice but basically Joaquin Phoenix's character is in love with this robot and she says all the right things all the right time well, because that's, yep that's been going on for a long time mm-hmm. the sex bots <laughs> the nice thing is you can now have a conversation after you have wonderful sex <laughs> with them <laughs> robot sex pretty soon we won't even need politicians anymore in fact guys I've got this new uh, Trump bot chat do you guys want to try this thing out here yeah, go let's, ahead. Sure. Let's, let's, ask, let's ask this thing some questions here go go ahead all right, Donald Trump. How what you think? How do you how do you think your CPAC speech went? I think it went really well. I am your voice. I am your eyeballs. <laughs> I'm your yeah. tummy. Yeah, I'm you're your my tummy. I actually yeah, I'm your butt now. I poop for you. <laughs> oh man, that's really nice, dude. That's that's real good, man. We've been eating real good. A lot of corn, a lot of, a lot of beef. <laughs> a lot of beef. I like McDonald's. I like fries. But I hate ketchup. I'll throw it at a wall. Don't try me. Wow. I'm woke. I'm based. Wow. It's <laughs> like he's here with us. I love it. Chat Travi. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll be back later on this week. Hail yourselves. Talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.